0: big win for the Bengals down in the big easy as Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase capitalize on their homecoming of sorts and the Bengals get out of there with a tie for first place in the AFC North you are locked on Bengals your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals Podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisco. He's your host James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, bringing you coverage in post games and before games, and well, every day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And today's episode of Lockdown Bengals is presented by Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players, and if they'll score more or less than their Prize Picks projection. I think I would have been two of three this week. We went through this in the crossover last week. You're going to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on that's prizefix.com promo code locked on and James a roller coaster for the Bengals a little bit in New Orleans got off to a rough start that Trent Taylor fumble could have cost the Bengals the game very nearly did in a lot of ways and I think really allowed the Saints to stay in this game in a big way. It was easy for me, anyway, to to fantasize or think about the scenario where the Bengals get going on offense, Trent Taylor doesn't fumble that ball, and then the Saints can never really go to the running game the way they did and the way that they dominated on the ground. And it was ominous early, like a very early run in this game. The entire Bengals defensive front was blasted back like five yards off of the line of scrimmage. And that was the way it went for a lot of the game, but the defense did clutch up at the end. And the offense, on the other hand, I thought was mostly fantastic in this game. A lot of big, encouraging signs for me from a schematic perspective and from a results perspective.
1: Quick game, quick game. Started everything, right? It, it started going and it was working. And, you know, that first touchdown drive, bro, started seven for seven for, I think it was 45 yards, which just is an indicator that, you know, he's not pushing the ball down the field necessarily. But Tyler Boyd, still on the roster. Great to see him get involved. And, you know, I, I, I think that what, those early drives, especially that first one, and you're able to put together, um, you, you know, multiple third down conversions. It's third and goal from the nine, and, and you find a way uh, with, with Joe Mixon. And that just, it gave this offense confidence. And I, w- I was really encouraged by what I saw from the offense. I agree with you. Look, it was a chaotic environment. It was extremely loud. The DJ for the Saints is the best DJ in the NFL. Loved the music. It was awesome. It was a really cool environment. And you're right. The moment they didn't get off to a good start, every fan bought in. Every single fan was so loud, and you could hear it, and you could feel it. And who is that supposed to disrupt the most? The offense. Well, this offense led by Joe Burrow, who had his best game of the year, I would say, moving by in far. the pocket, by b- far. moving in the pocket by re- really well. Like it-, it looked like the Joe Burrow we're used to seeing. Like, mm-hmm. like the reason they won this game. Is because Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are on the Bengals. Like, that's it. Like, wh- when it comes down to it, that's it. They, they don't have, they have Andy Dalton and insert whatever receiver you want to name. And the Bengals had J- Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And whether it was the 60 yard touchdown, which is just so poetic, I mean, that's the dream to go back to your hometown with the guy that you won a national title with and you're trailing the whole game. And you score a touchdown in the third quarter, and the fourth quarter rolls around, and you're still trailing, and you just dust them by by taking the little back shoulder, breaking a tackle, and boom, Tyron Matthew ain't catching you. It's uh, he's a game changer, man. In in this offense, it was good to see. And by the way, I've I've gotten a lot of tweets about this, Jake. So I'll just address it right here at the start of the show. Thirty points, finally, <laughs> Jake. Let's go. That's right. Finally, it, it only took six games. But 30 points, and they needed every damn one of them. Um, huge, huge win. And to me, uh, yeah, it's, it's all about the uh, Joe and Jamar. Jamar and Joe uh, together again in Louisiana, and they escape with a win. Yeah, and I think a,
0: a, an important part of this for the offense, you talked about quick game, right? Joe Burrow also mentioning the, the RPO game. They go RPO yes. game, and it's not yes. the pre-snap package plays RPOs that we talked about last week. They built on that this week, and there was more actual post-snap read RPO stuff. Some of it was, you know, screen game to chase early to get him a touch in space with blockers. Goes, I think, for 10 yards early in the game. Later in the game, it comes on some slants and, and some other routes actually down the field a little bit as well. So the the RPO game evolving a little bit this week. Last week, mm-hmm. James, I tweeted – it's it's time to stop going under center. Just got to stop going under center. October 9th. I, I retweeted it today because I went back and found it. They did it. In this game, they were under center for two snaps. It was a QB sneak, and it was yep. a kneel.
1: And that's it. And the sneak worked. Yeah. The sneak worked. of baby. On on a second down, I think, too. The Bengals, second, in, your second and one. And they were like, you know what? Let's get this
0: first down and keep it moving. I, I bet you the Bengals lead the NFL over the last, like, couple years two years and and second law lo- second down QB sneaks they like going to that
1: QB sneak on second down until last week they didn't run any of them it felt like this year so I'm glad that uh yeah that, that's back in the playbook I, I
0: but, feel like they did it a few times last year too where they're just like let's just get the first down let's go to yeah. a new set of downs let's not get to a third down which is good if you can get a first down you should
1: um and, and so you take that for sure you do and look let, let's let's talk a little bit more about about Burrow because Oh, how nasty was it on that third down? He's getting sacked. Which one? He's going to be sacked. Oh, well, the the second half one where he finds Tyler Boyd, Mm -hmm. and it was just insane. I I was like, what? What? Like?" Because you're thinking it's going to be like a 15-yard loss at one point, and then he loops back around, and he sprints up to the line of scrimmage, and he's being chased and just casually drops it into TB for a first down, and it's just like, oh, that's LSU Joe that that that's Bayou Burrow right there and uh so it was that one uh, the 19-yard touchdown run i mean mm-hmm. I, I just this is the burrow you you were hoping to see and this is the burrow that they that they need because when you get a guy like that and you have him playing at that level it's going to just change everything. You know the the defense doesn't have to be perfect. You know there 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 can be issues where Trey Hendrickson's a, a knucklehead on third and twenty five, and Eli Apple's Boy, getting beat down, and and Trent Taylor, and, and we'll dive into those things more probably. But all of those things happen, and you're behind schedule and all of the, those things. But you can overcome them when Burrow plays at this level, and and that's that's the part of it. Now, of course, it helps when Jamar Chase can take a a fifteen mm-hmm. yard play and to the house just because he's jamar chase that helps
0: yeah jamar chase was also fantastic in this game they got him involved over the middle of the field which many fans were asking for last week got him a few slants got him a couple inbreakers, used him as a decoy a little bit on joe mixon's touchdown the, the bengals first touchdown of the game if i recall correctly he, yep. he goes in essentially a clear out route <clears throat> where he's inside in the slot joe mixon's outside out wide where the previous play they throw the fade to joe mixon which Probably a catchable ball. It doesn't come down with it. Pretty nice pass from Burrow, I thought, in the corner of the end zone. You're still taking a fade to your running back against a corner. So I I don't know if I, I mean, I made fun of, I think it was the Jets for that a couple weeks ago when they did it against the Bengals. So I would be hypocritical not to point out that I don't love that idea in general. Maybe if it's against a linebacker, I like it a little bit more. But the next play, it's kind of a levels concept. It's a clear out for Jamar. There's a little bit of an in break at the top of his route, but he kind of runs into some guys. But he takes two guys with him in the corner, thinks he has help inside. There's no help inside. Joe Mixon catches the ball in a ton of space and is able to get downhill into the end zone. And I thought Joe Mixon, uh, well, while we're on the topic of, mix, of, of Joe's in this play, I thought Mixon as a, as a receiver, as a runner, was really good in this game. Uh, left something to be desired as a pass blocker. Two of the sacks, I think, end up oh. Joe Mixon's responsibility. But uh, the first one
1: of, was brutal. Go ahead.
0: Both were rough. The second one was harder. The, the first one, yeah, not not great. Just whiffs. Uh, but on Burrow, I thought I, I agree with you. Best game of the season by a long shot. N- not even close. From from TV copy anyway. From what I saw live, processing at a really high level, especially after the first. Couple of drives once they settled in a little bit, processing really, really quickly, getting the ball to check downs the way that we talked about, you know, Tom Brady does right where he had to stay patient for a lot of the game, worked to their advantage, stayed ahead of the chains for the most part, made really good decisions, I thought, for the most part in this game, made some incredible plays outside of structure. He was 28 to 37 for 300 yards, three touchdowns, which is good enough, right? That's pretty good in the first place. He also had three passes dropped, including a Jamar Chase should have been touchdown uh, on, mm-hmm. the left, on the left side deep down the field. That should have been a vertical touchdown to Jamar Chase. didn't happen, but you take away those three drops in his throwaway, that's 31 of 36 on throws to wide receivers in this game in terms of catchable balls. You, you add the three drops, you take away the one throwaway. 31 to 36, 300 yards, over eight yards per attempt. That's back to the Joe Burrow that we need to see from the Cincinnati Bengals if they're going to be competitive in the AFC. But plenty more to talk about in this one. We'll keep going on our post-game breakdown coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Nugenics. Testafin is the excellent product that's going to help you get into shape. Maybe you're getting a little bit older like me. Your body's starting to hurt a little bit more. Maybe you're getting a little bit of a dad bod going on. It's not your fault. As men age, it just naturally happens. There's less free testosterone include, uh, occurring in the body. And so when you need that extra boost to make it feel easy again, testafin from Nugenics is the product for you. Total T contains man-boosting ing- ingredients like that testafin that's been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. You can get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text NFL to two three one two three one right now. You're going to text, again, just two three one two three one for a free bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. And you're going to get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely free. Again, that's NFL to 231-231. Two, three, two, three, one text NFL to 231
1: 231. You need a G one in your life. What is a G one? Well, it's this new product from athletic greens and it's actually not that new. It's something I've been taking for quite some time. And look, you might not like vegetables. If you're like me, I was having this conversation uh, oh, before the, the game, actually on Saturday night, not many people like vegetables. They eat them because they're there. But maybe you want the nutrients and you don't want to necessarily eat vegetables all the time. Well, that's just one of the ways that AG1 can help you like it's helped me. Because you can absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in just one scoop. It costs less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it is lifestyle friendly and there's one gram less than one gram of sugar no gmos no nasty chemicals and you're going to get all of those benefits that come uh, with it over 75 different superfoods minerals vitamins check them out right now and athletic greens is going to give you a one year free supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs which have helped me well, because I've been traveling a lot. So all you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NFL network. That's it. Athleticgreens.com slash NFL network to take ownership of your health. And not only are you going to get the vitamin and the travel packs, but you're going to get AG one today. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NFL network.
0: James, this game, as I mentioned at the top of the show, was a real roller coaster. And the, the Trent Taylor fumble, man, did that put them behind the eight ball a little bit, but yep. The, the one thing that's been there all year for this team, I think, is a resiliency. And, and they talked about this a little bit after the game, too, to Zach Taylor and, and Joe Burrow. And that was still there. One big difference at the end of this game was the Bengals were scoring more touchdowns. The defense, again, didn't give up a second-half touchdown, holding the Saints, who moved the ball way too easily in this game to six second-half points, believe it or not, the way this game felt they 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 clutched up when they needed it, and they get out of there with a win. And and one of the big differences is, well, this week, the New Orleans Saints didn't need a field goal to win it at mm-hmm. the end of regulation; they needed a touchdown. So the Bengals did what they had to do to make it a little bit harder for their opponent. Unlike their three losses this year, and and required them to get into the end zone on that final drive.
1: Yeah, it th- this game really felt a lot, a lot like last year in. in, in in a sense that I mean last year it was it wasn't easy. I mean they had a lot of one score games that went down to the wire, and and I don't even mean the playoff run, I just mean throughout the year in week one, the Vikings where Cook fumbles, they they recover and they're able to, to squeak out that win. Like there's just so many of games like that. And and this was one of them. And, and you're right, what a benefit it is to know that they don't just need a field goal to beat you. I mean, it's really hard to be aggressive in that situation. It's it's one thing, oh you're not scoring a touchdown on us. And you could just, you could be more direct with I don't, I don't even know the words to to describe, but it's just, it's a much different feeling versus like the saints when they punted the ball back to the Bengals and then the punt was bad. Yeah. It's like, Oh, well they're definitely going to be in field goal range. They're a first down away from almost being in Evan McPherson range. And it turns out they were just one play away because they were in Jamar chase range. It just, it's a a completely different mentality from a defense. uh, When you, have to give up a touchdown versus or or keep them from scoring a touchdown versus a field goal. Um, But you're right. I think the Trent Taylor fumble and it's look miscues happen, but that really set the tone and it it just changed things because if they go down and score there, the offense is getting the ball back. If they score there, the momentum changes a bit. Saints fans are like, yeah, that's what Joe and Jamar do. We've seen it for you. You know, we watched it all throughout that 2019 season and it just changes the vibe. And instead, it, it vaulted it the other way. And and so this defense was on its heels a bit, really, the entire first half. And I was like, okay, go to the locker room, catch your breath, come back. And I thought that first drive of the third quarter, much like the Taylor fumble, that, that first drive of the third quarter, if they had just gotten off the field and not given up any oh, points yeah. and not and not wasted all the time, like, everything might have changed. And instead... A twenty to fourteen game becomes twenty three to fourteen. You mm-hmm. have them third and twenty five in Trey Hendrickson's penalty, and they had three straight penalties, right? And, and two the uh, what was it? A false start and a delay of game, and then Andy Dalton scrambles for the first down. Thank goodness there was a holding call, yeah, uh, which did Im- it did impact the play with the onside. So yeah, I uh, that was the when that happened, I was like, all right, this has got to be one of those Joe goes crazy games if they're gonna win it because this defense just cannot find a way to get off the field. And they couldn't until they did when the game was on the line, Jake.
0: Well and they did it a number of times to hold the Saints to field goals. That that's Which what was weird. impressive. Like they 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 did buck up or whatever you what what's I don't know what the words I'm looking for. They got sure. better in the red zone. The the first couple drives of the game, you know, you, you give the Saints the ball at the 32 yard line Kamara rips off a seven yard run. This is the one where I think there's that like seven yard push from the offensive line that I talked about. And and then it's uh, a little bit too easy from there, too many opportunities. Mm -hmm. And then you get the, the practice squad call up Rashid Shahid Rashid Shahid. Not sure how that first name's pronounced actually. Rashid. Uh, The the 44 yard run where like seven different Bengals missed tackles. And, Uh, and then it was a great fake by Dalton, by the way, or great, there was good misdirection on the play, for sure. Yeah. Nobody knew that the ball was going on the jet sweep, which is something the Bengals have been susceptible this year. Uh, that, that's happened a few times where, where other teams have broken off big jet sweeps on them. The Saints saw that on tape and took advantage of it. But th- this is where the quarterback matters, right? And I, I spent some time on Twitter early in the game, like, yeah, the backup quarterback, three backup receivers versus Joe Burrow and three starting receivers. Let's see who wins. And it shouldn't have been this close. But the game script just went so heavily in New Orleans' favor because of the way the game started. And this is why we talk about game script. We haven't as much this year, but we remember, like, last year, early in the year, every game was a game script conversation. Protect the offensive line. Don't let teams see off against Joe Burrow. Don't let teams – this year, the conversation is, don't let teams shorten the game. The Saints – I mean, the way things were going, I was worried that when the Bengals took the ball on their seven-and-a-half-minute field goal drive that ended in the two straight sacks – or – two sacks, and and then they end up kicking the field goal. They go backwards. I, I thought that might have been the last time they possessed the ball in the game. When the Saints got mm-hmm. the ball back at that point, there were only four four some odd minutes left, maybe. Maybe three some mm-hmm. odd minutes left after that. And the Saints drives prior to that had gone five minutes, 45 seconds, seven minutes, 48 seconds, seven minutes, 23 seconds. And they got points on all of them. And so th- there was concern for me that the Bengals yeah. just weren't going to have enough chances, but... Luckily, the yeah. defense did step up there at the end, get off the field with a three and out, Trey Hendrickson making some clutch plays. And then I, I thought the Saints Smiths managed their last drive of the game. But as soon as Andy Dalton had to beat
1: you, you saw what this defense could do against this sort of team. Mm-hmm. And, and no, they, they stepped up. I mean, you're right. So they got the ball with 342 left. And. The Bengals got the ball back with two thirteen, I believe it was two or two ten. Mm-hmm. I think two ten is when they they ran that first play. So, uh, huge to to do that. In the the crazy part is you look at it. The Saints only punted three times in this game, uh, once in the first half or once in the second half. And there was a stretch from the end of the first quarter to the start of the fourth quarter where all they did was score: touchdown, field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. <laughs> and uh holding them to field goals it, it is obviously the difference maker but this defense was on the field a lot and uh th- they were able to uh like you said buck up at the end and you force the three and out and then the the turnover on downs and well, i think once they got the three and out and it was 30 to 26 i've seen this before and you got backup receivers that like this secondary yeah. should be able to put it away and, and they were able to and by the way shout out to my guy dax hill Putting it away. That was a nice play on fourth down.
0: Dax Hill showing off the range. We're going to finish up our recap with some some big takeaways. This is a turning point for the Bengals. They're at number one again, tied with the Ravens and wins and losses in the AFC North, which appears to be a mid division. The entire NFL is mid. We'll get into it to finish up the show. Today's episode brought to you by prize picks. We had a fun conversation in our crossover a few days ago talking about some of the prize picks go higher, go lower for guys like Joe Burrow passing yards, hit the, hit, hit, hit more on that. He, he went for 300 yards, more than his, I think it was 263. Alvin Kamara went higher than his projection as well. Did a little bit better than I thought he did, but it's that easy with prize picks. You pick, will they go higher or lower than their projection? You're not competing against the spreadsheet warriors who have their thousands of submissions every week to try to maximize their chances of when you're competing only against the prize picks projections. You just need to pick two to five players, whether they'll go higher or lower, more or less in their prize picks projection, and you can win up to ten times your money. It's really quick, really easy. That's why we love it. You're going to get a one hundred percent instant deposit match on your first deposit up to one hundred dollars with promo code Locked On. That's free money, and we love free money here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. Again, that's promo code Locked On at, at sign up with Prize Picks.
1: When you think of jewelry, you think of a special piece for someone you love, maybe a family member, maybe, well, maybe it's for you. You, Did you see that chosen one chain that that Jamar Chase had? Yeah, that's a custom piece. And whether it's colorful gemstone jewelry or birthstone or a beautiful piece that has plenty of sparkle and bling, Schultz & Sons is the place to go. Because Matt and his crew, they know a ton about gemstones. They're GMS certified, and they carry just about any type of gemstone jewelry that you might be looking for from colombian emeralds to rubies to sapphires and words that i can't pronounce schultz and sons has you covered and don't forget that one of their best things maybe their best thing is making custom pieces like the no shovel passes ever again chain it's not just for diamond engagement rings it is for unique pieces that well are going to stand out like no more shovel pass pendants so if you want one of those or you want a Jamar Chase dancing in the Big Easy chain. You can do that. You can get anything you want from a jewelry perspective, including custom jewelry, at Schultz & Sons. They've been a long-time Cincinnati tradition for many generations, and Bengals fans know what you're looking for. When you're looking for top-quality jewelry, jewelry, you're looking for Schultz & Sons. So remember, when it has to be perfect, it has to be Schultz & Sons. Check them out right now. 2202 Dixie Highway in Fort Mitchell. It's... Right off the exit in the Kroger Expressway Plaza. Again, when it has to be perfect, it has to be Schultz and Sons.
0: When it has to be perfect, and it did for the Cincinnati Bengals offense in this game. They needed Joe Burrow to step up. And, and Joe Burrow in Schultz and Sons fashion did so for giving out our Schultz and Sons. It has to be perfect game ball. That's where I'm going today, James. I think Joe Burrow showed up and hopefully this is a sign of things to come. So where this could be a turning point for this season for the Bengals
1: who stay with Baltimore losing another. I know. I mean how did Baltimore they were winning twenty to ten and obviously I, I was busy working and stuff, and then I saw Barkley scored and who they turned it over the like the Giants deep in their own end in, oh, in the fourth quarter in a row, I Got think. It. Wasn't
0: watching it closely. I think that's what. Anyway, the Ravens fall to they, three and three. They fumbled
1: at the end of the game. I'm just looking at it now. Interception and fumble. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: It, yeah Lamar threw late over the middle. It was awful. Absolutely cool. awful decision.
1: He couldn't have done uh, that last week. God. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe maybe New York's a little bit better than I gave them credit for. The Giants. Maybe. I thought they were in the bottom third of teams in the NFL. I still kind of do. I think that there's just a lot of I mean, teams five are- and one. I know, but like most of those wins are against really bad teams. The last two weeks, they've beaten some decent teams. So credit them for, for showing that they can beat up on, on teams that are not just bad. But uh, anyway, where, where this could be a turning point for the Bengals is they do keep pace in the AFC North, thanks to some help externally as the Browns lose. Steelers beat the Bucks, uh, which I think says more about the Bucks than the Steelers. But uh, really w- we'll see where the Steelers go there. The, the offense transformed this week, and that's what I'm looking at. That's what I'll be looking at when I go back and I watch the tape. Also going to be interested to see how J2 Tufele played. Josh Tupo got hurt. Uh, Logan Wilson also got hurt in this game. Hopefully that isn't too serious, but I don't think he returned. And uh, the, the offense, though, going away from the under center game entirely. I didn't, I didn't expect them to just never go under center. Mm-hmm. But that that part of the offense just disappeared. And they didn't run it a ton today, but the run game still worked out of the gun. Joe Mixon, like I said earlier, still playing well last week, I thought was his best game of the season, but kept that up as, as a ball carrier this week. His touchdown as a receiver and uh, as a runner, I thought he was really good, but they, they've made a big adjustment here, I think. And and the approach to, to forcing teams to get out of these two high spots to get these one-on-ones on the sideline, which they had a few of in this game, is is starting to work. And you're starting to see them building on these shotgun ideas. And, and we'll see if this was game plan specific or not. But it seems like, to me, this is a step in the right direction in terms of playing to Joe Burrow's strengths and and playing to these playmakers' strengths.
1: I agree. I, I totally agree. It it's one of those things where they they've said they're going to figure it out. And at least for one week it it's been figured out and, and it was, and look, Joe Mixon, 12, <laughs> 12 touches. Think about that. I would have taken the over if you would have told me that, you know, the prize picks over under a projection, I would have taken the over and, you know, four receptions, eight carries, but it was effective when they did do it. And I, I think that's the key when when it came to the run game, maybe they were doing it you know, wrong early. They were just giving him so many touches and they were inefficient anyways. Maybe less is more in some situations, certainly in this one. I mean, the way Burrow, he had a, a an RPO and it was a quick throw to Boyd. Boyd was running a slant in the first half and it was mm-hmm. like a little sidearm, like quick, like flick, like right out. in. And I was like, oh, that was a heck of a throw. I think it was on their first touchdown drive. And it's when they started getting going a little bit it just looked comfortable doing it. And it, it looked like, oh, this is, this is what I thrive in. Like, w- welcome to, mm-hmm. to, to the world of Burrow, right? And so hopefully you're right. Hopefully they uh, start to hit their stride here. Because let's be honest, if and we've said it a thousand times, but I'm going to say it a thousand and one right here. If this team is going to get where they want to go and reach their full potential, this offense is just going to have to hit next level after next level after next level of, of what we've seen and 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 they appeared to have leveled up on Sunday which is is certainly a good sign are the saints a perfect team no they're flawed that's fine mm-hmm. it was still a chaotic environment and they didn't have many possessions and they had to make the most out of them and they did
0: it, it was better for the offense there's there's no way around it i thought they were i thought they're actually just straight up good 84% of their first downs their their three down sequences finished with another first down that's an incredibly high Mark, the the EPA per play numbers look good. The eye test looks good. The the traditional stats look good. I I think the film is going to look pretty good for the most part. You know, you're right. It's not perfect, but but it's going in the right direction. There are some plays early in the game when I thought the offensive line took too long to get going in pass protection where they did settle in mostly, but, you know, Joe Mixon's two sacks notwithstanding – that, that he gave up for for Joe Burrow early in the game there were some hiccups where you know burrow couldn't step into throws or had to scramble or, or has to make a, has to escape and make plays out of structure that's certainly when the team is at their best and you're right that the reason they won is because Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are on this team but they were also doing more of the easy stuff this week you know early in the game there were, there were a number of plays when I thought Tyler Boyd got really open and, and the Bengals didn't go to him Joe Burrow looked elsewhere. I think they saw that started going to Boyd a little bit more to, to get some of that underneath stuff that softens up the outside. And, and so you're starting to see them find ways to capitalize on teams playing too high against them. You saw this with the chiefs last year and, and they're just adapting and it's taken longer than we wanted it to. I would say, right. Safe to say that we, we wanted this to happen from week one, but it seems like things are going in the right direction. We'll see. The Bengals have a long season ahead of them. They're going to be better and worse opponents. This was a banged-up secondary. Tyron Matthew and Marcus May out there, but the rest of the corners, I mean, Bradley, Roby, Paulson, Debo, and, and who? I literally don't know who the Saints third corner was in this game. Oh, Chris, uh, Chris Harris, actually. I remembered. But regardless, the, the Bengals took advantage of that opportunity, and, and like I said, there's an opportunity secondary. here. To, to for for the passing game to go and, and they took the opportunity this week.
1: That secondary is full of big names. They're all past the but like you like ten years like, ago. Yeah. Chris Harris, Bradley, Roby, Honey Badger. It's like, oh my God. Um yeah. and, and Badger isn't what he once was. And I love Tyron Matthew. Um, but yeah, I uh hopefully they can just build on this, right? And and, and then the other concern is is the run defense you know and, and and we'll see with logan wilson how dinged up he is that that's kind of scary he was down for a bit um dj reader did travel with the team so i, I think that that's quite interesting um it was on know, the rehab field
0: last week i don't yeah. know if we talked about that but
1: yeah that yeah I, I we did maybe not on air but yeah he has been on the rehab field is certainly working through it so who knows when he'll come back hopefully reader isn't too um or, or logan isn't too bad and then mm-hmm. you know the fact that T Higgins made it through this game, Jonah Williams made it through this game, you know, huge storylines coming in. And I don't think T. was all the way there, right. Or hundred no, percent, but he was not. at least he made it through um, and, and was able to contribute. And he did make some big plays. Yeah. They might have to make a move on the interior defensive line, depending on Josh Tupo's injury.
0: Jeff Gunter also carted off the field in the yeah. pregame. So a few injuries to watch for sure. We'll get some updates on those hopefully this week. Last uh, last stat of the day before we get out of here, just because I've only just now seen this, not because it makes sense to talk about it right now. Joe Mixon's success rate as a runner in this game was 88%. Only wow. had eight carries. Is that right? Yeah. Is that eight. correct? Yeah. And I guess seven out of eight of them were considered a successful run. He went for 45 yards in the run game. Didn't have a ton of opportunities. 14 carries for 75 yards for this offense that was really very pass-heavy today and a really fantastic game for Joe Burrow, throwing for 303, running for the touchdown, creating outside of structure, creating within structure, executing the offense. Hopefully this is a sign of things to come and isn't just a matchup thing Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: sometimes that is what it is in the NFL, but there are signs that this offense is going in the right direction. And so that is very encouraging out of this game. And hopefully we get some encouraging news on those injuries as well. We'll be back tomorrow. Bengals fans with our next episode, as we do five days a week here on the lockdown Bengals podcast. If you're new, you can find us on Twitter. The handles are below our names on YouTube or at Jake Lisco at James Rapine. If you're just listening and until next time, Bengals fans, three and three and in first place in the AFC North who day and have a good one. Hey, prime members.